Welcome to episode 19 of the 24-Hour Hustle Show, and today we got special guest, entrepreneur, investor, lawyer, and so much more. <laughs> He's fucking crushing it. Rocco Coza. Welcome to 24-Hour Hustle, I'm your host Anthony Freeze, and today we got special guest Rocco Coza, and this is the show where we get to talk with accomplished guests that are doing big things, and this is a gentleman that I've been able to connect with on Instagram, I've seen a lot of the work that you've been doing, uh, and we got an opportunity to sit down over a cup of coffee and really you know, kick it a, a little bit and um, to talk about a lot of different things. So I'm definitely glad we got you able to be on the show and Absolutely. talk about all the things you got going on. So welcome to the show. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, man. It was uh, great meeting you for coffee and learning about the background of the show, why you're doing it. I think it's awesome, man. You're kind of putting it out there and showing people the real shit that happens. Oh, like yeah. The real things that entrepreneurs, because, you know, everybody has those, you see all the stories online of, hey, I, I went from the basement of my brother's house to this mansion, but they don't talk about the in-between. Right. I think that's what your show does, and it's awesome. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm big on transparency, yeah. and, and we're definitely in a time where people want to see it raw and real. Yes. Um, and, and especially with, the, with social media, you can actually show people the journey of where you started into how you got to where you are. Absolutely. And if people, and if people are following, they can actually learn a lot. Uh, throughout that journey. Absolutely. Um, so, for people who don't know who you are, why don't you let's go just go over some of the background stuff for people who don't know all the different things you do. So, um, what is your background, and tell us how you got to those different places. Well, that's, okay, so that's a big question. So, I know. So, so if I, I always tell people when people ask what I am, I say I'm an entrepreneur that happens to practice law for a living, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm a lawyer. So mm -hmm. I have a law degree. I have an MBA. I have a my bachelor's degrees in psychology. So my journey's kind of been all over the place. Uh, as of right now, I practice law, I invest in businesses, I own a bunch of businesses. I've been doing real estate investing for, God, probably since 2004. I do some business coaching, writing, speaking. So I kind of do a lot of everything. A ton everything, of stuff, yeah. Um, which I love, like yeah. that's just me. Like always, like from the time, I, I think I was an entrepreneur from the time I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I used to you know, buy and sell baseball cards, like come up with business ideas, always trying to make money. When I was a kid, and then I, as I went through high school, college, took a year off. I, I always say, people, part of my entrepreneur training start. I took a year off between college and law school. Mm -hmm. I worked as a personal trainer at the gym. That was probably the best year of my life because it taught me how to sell. Mm -hmm. it taught me how to understand people. Because really, any business you're in, as an entrepreneur, you know, business owner, lawyer, you know, this stuff, you have to know people, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's all about the, the relationships, and that year I learned so much. I was dealing with young people, old people, you know, overweight people, fit people, and just the different personalities and the different mindsets. And I learned a lot. And that's kind of when that bug started biting me again. Mm -hmm. And I went to law school, came out of law school, started practicing law, which I love. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love practicing law. I don't consider myself a lifetime lawyer. Mm -hmm. I just like business too much. I started investing in real estate, got into laundromats, tanning salons, you know, now I own some healthcare company, tech companies, do a lot of everything. Yeah. So, and I'm also a dad of three kids and a husband to a wonderful wife. The so, most important job. Yeah, yeah, that is definitely, I mean, <laughs> gosh, I mean, having kids is by far the hardest job I have. Mm -hmm. But I love it. It's, it's so much fun. And 
So that's really my story in a nutshell. So, nice, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so one, so you know, one of the things I like to always ask people because not everybody you know desires or or aspires to want to mm -hmm. be an entrepreneur. So what inspired you to even want to be an entrepreneur and get your hands in all those different things? Freedom. Freedom. Honestly, it was, so it was. I look at myself, and it's funny because before I got married, I remember talking to my wife and said, I will never be a nine-to-five guy. Mm -hmm. So if that's what you're looking for, this isn't going to work. Mm -hmm. I said, I just love the hustle. And that's, I mean, the show, the name of the show is great because it, it, <laughs> it resonates with me. And people use that term a lot. You know, they, they say hustle, and everybody says they hustle. But hustle to me means something very specific. Okay. It's you have to be, you have to be able to understand it is going to be hard all the time. Mm -hmm. Like my life is not easy. Being an entrepreneur is not easy, but that's what I love, the challenge, the problem solving. So I was really driven by the freedom of doing what I want mm -hmm. and being able to solve problems how I want to. Mm -hmm. you know, when you work for a company or you, you have a job, you're told to do things a certain way, right? Mm -hmm. the company has certain policies you follow, you know, different procedures, so you're, you're kind of boxed into a framework. As an entrepreneur, you create the framework. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love. It's that freedom to do what I want to do. Wake up every day and say, this is my day. And, and part of being an entrepreneur, which I also love, is just meeting people. Mm -hmm. I'm a people person. Like, I love to talk to people, love to have discussions. And that's really what drove me. And still to this day, it's not about money. It's not about success. It's not about keeping score. It's about connecting with people, problem solving, and the freedom to do what I want and design my life the way I want. That's really what has driven me to where I am right today, I guess. Yeah, and I would say a lot of those things that you mentioned, I, I feel exactly the same way. One of the biggest things that made me want to become an entrepreneur mm -hmm. is definitely the freedom. And I didn't want somebody to have the control right. over my life. Yeah. And to say, you know, if I was good enough or if I was worth this and, and, and if I felt like I was worth more, um, you know, they wouldn't have any say-so over that. I can determine that. Um, so, and, and I know one of the biggest moments for me that made me even go even harder into the Entrepreneur Avenue is when I got fired from my job yeah. for the first time. And uh, previous to that, I was actually um, very loyal to one place where I was working for about nine years, yeah. and then I transitioned to something new, tried to find a, a, big, a better avenue for myself, worked there for about a year. You know, it didn't work out, yeah. and, you know, one of the worst, best days happened in my life yeah. is when I got fired. And, uh, and, and and I just knew at that point, I knew I never wanted that to happen again. Right. Uh, and not only that, but you know, you want to leave a legacy for your family. Absolutely. You want to be able to uh, yes. impact people. And I know that's something that's near and dear to my heart as yeah. well. Um, and as far as, you know, as people go. Yeah. Um, because uh, one of the things um, people always do in business is they, they, they like to network. Yeah. I don't really like that word too much. I, I like to be a connector. Yes, that's exactly right. I <laughs> couldn't agree more. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. one. Of, I feel like that's one of the hardest challenges as well for yeah. some entrepreneurs is trying to find ways to uh, connect with people because sometimes it could come off a little fake when you're trying to connect with somebody. But here's the thing. That's, that I love that you brought that point up because I I talk about this all the time. I, all the time. I actually spoke at a school last week. I was speaking to sixth graders about my career journey in life, and I was giving them some life lessons. And the, the last one I left them with, I said, always be kind, because kindness wins. Mm -hmm. I remember my mom growing up, she told me, you know, I don't care who you become, you treat the janitor the same way you treat the principal. Mm -hmm. And I, that's always stuck with me. And I look back, and I, I kind of reflect on my life and my journey. I look at every 
awesome opportunity I have in front of me today, or have had, have all come from me being kind and connecting people and helping people with no expectation of anything in return. Mm -hmm. And I've kind of just lived that principle my entire life. You know, I'm not the, I'm not a perfect human being. Like right, I make, I make mistakes. I I've failed a shit ton of times. You know, I'm not always doing the right thing. But one thing I've always tried to do is help people. Mm -hmm. And so when you say it's not about networking, it's about connecting people. Right. Like I'll go to events, and if I if I meet somebody, I know I can't help. But I know somebody can. I have no problem putting them together. Mm -hmm. And what people don't understand is when you do that, that's where the opportunity comes. Right. It's it's the true. I mean, it really. I look at my entire life, and every big opportunity I have or mm -hmm. have had have come from connecting people, helping people, and being kind. That's mm -hmm. it. That's one of the great things that I love about this platform is yeah. that with everybody that has been able to come on is <clears throat> we are able to connect different people to mm -hmm. different resources or be able to uh, make different collaborations happen, and I, I just really love the community that we are building here and just having genuine support towards one another and promoting each other yeah. and I just really like the collaborations and I said this on the story uh, not too long ago like the collaborations is at an all-time high right now yeah as far as just you know the community that we're building together um, because there's not there's there's not one thing that I can't stand most is when somebody's just trying to uh, business card push. That's the worst. That's the absolute <laughs> it's, it's worst. Like I, just, I don't even bring business cards to networking events. I, right. I don't do it. I'm like, no, like let's exchange numbers. Uh -huh. Let's help each other. Like, uh -huh. I don't want. I'm not there to pass out business. Exactly. Cards. Plus, I have like six different or seven different business cards from different companies. That uh -huh. It's like a deck of cards. Right. So, <laughs> I don't want to do that. So. Right. 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 Exactly. Exactly. I, I totally get that. Yeah. So, so who are some people that inspire you as far as business and entrepreneur goes? Like, what are some of the things that has developed your mindset? So I, so that's a, that's a really good question. So uh, first of all, it's my family, right? My mom, you know, she was a single mother, you know, worked her ass off to always provide for me. So I always was inspired by her. Mm -hmm. She taught me at a very young age. She, I remember her always saying to me, I don't care what you become, just be the best. Like, if you're the garbage man, be the best garbage man there is. And that stuck with me. And I remember, you know, I, I was a good student, you know, a straight-A student, but I remember I brought home my first C. Mm -hmm. I think it was my sophomore year of high school, honors biology. And my mom said to me, well, if that's as good as you can do, then that's fine. And that pissed me off. <laughs> yeah, so I'm yeah. like, no, the way she like, worded that, right, I was like, like what? What do you right? mean? And that's what she did. So she's always inspired me because she's, she's really instilled in me that, that self-worth to push myself, mm -hmm. to know that I could always do better. That's really what motivates So she, first and foremost, inspires me. And my kids, right? I mean, I'm their example. They... They will do what I do, so I make sure that I live a life of integrity, honor, kindness, and hard work. I want them to understand what hard work is. But if you're looking at it from a business perspective, I mean, obviously I'm a huge Gary Vee fan because yeah. he, he he just says it like it is, mm -hmm. and that's kind of how I've always been. I read a ton, mm -hmm. like I mean, like an insane nerd. Like really? I read. I mean, I probably read two books a week. Two books yeah, a week. Yeah. And I, how I, do you manage that? Because so, well, <laughs> that, that's a lot. So See, this could be some good insight right yeah, here. Yeah, so I have my morning routines. I'm a big routine person. So uh -huh. I, I have morning routines, eating routines, I have all these habits. Part of my morning routine is I get I have an elliptical in my basement. I go down there every morning. And I don't do it for like the workout. I do it to like open my mind up for the day. I'll get on there for 45 minutes and read every single morning. Mm -hmm. So every morning I'm reading for 45 minutes on my elliptical. So I'm working out, reading. I started doing that when I was in law school because mm -hmm. I didn't have time to work out. Mm -hmm. So I would go to the gym and literally I was a nerd on the Stairmaster, on the exercise bike with my 
big ass law book and a <laughs> highlighter, riding a bike and highlighting stuff in a law book. Uh-huh. So I just kind of created that habit. I still do it now. So and I read before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. So I read, you know, a ton, and that's I get so much inspiration from so many people. Like I said, Gary Vee's one. The other book, and I always tell people, if you're going to read one book in your life, actually two books, I take that back. Mm-hmm. The first book is called The Success Principles mm-hmm. by Jack Canfield. It's a long read. How Super long, long read. I mean, thick, thick, probably three, four hundred pages. It'll take a while. Yeah. But within the first, I think, one or two chapters is all you need because it talks about, and this changed everything for me. My mid-third, I remember, I was probably, I want to say like 30... 33, 34, and I read the book. I'm 40 now, mm-hmm. which I still can't believe. 40. You look damn good. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. You can't see the gray hair. Um, but so I read this book, and you know, people have a tendency to blame others for what happens in their life, right? This book, the one, I think it's the first or second chapter, it talks about you are 100% responsible for everything that happens in your life. Mm-hmm. And when I read through it, it clicked. It's like, and they use this format, I think it's called like E plus R equals O. And it's the event plus the reaction equals the outcome. In, in any situation, you can always control one of those. So that means you're 100% in control. Mm-hmm. You either did something, didn't do something, or the way you reacted to it. That flipped the switch in my head that I got it. Mm-hmm. So I tell people, like, that's a book to read. The other one is The Compound Effect. Oh, yeah. I love that one. Yeah, I mean, I think Darren Hardy's the guy that wrote yeah. Success Magazine. Because mm-hmm. that's such a simple principle, and no one gets it. Right. People give up, you know. They get to the goal, like the five-yard line, and they're just like, oh, shit, I'm done. It's too much work. Mm-hmm. It's those little habits every single day mm-hmm. that compound over time. And those are, two, those are two books, two really inspiring books that really motivate me. So that's, I, I can't really say outside of a person, you know, I listen to a ton of Gary Vee, but mm-hmm. books in general, but those two books have really had the most impact on my life. One of the best things that I took out of the compound effect, and, mm-hmm. it, and it's always stuck with me, and it, it was towards the middle, I mean, the uh, <clears> beginning <throat> of the book, yeah. when he was talking about if you were given the option or the choice mm-hmm. to be able to either pick a million dollars or a penny yep. that doubles in value every single day, which would you choose? Yeah. Now, from looking at it in the beginning, you think, well, I'm going to just take the, the million right, dollars. Exactly, I'm a, yeah. a, I, I, want that, I want that instant gratification. Right. But if you actually do the math on yep. it, the penny that doubles in value every day, if you're patient yep. and if you wait, yep. that is actually going to be worth more in the long run. Yes. Um, and that's one, and that's you know how it is even just the things that you're doing as far as work goes. Yeah. I mean, if you, what you're doing right now, uh, the small little habits that you're doing, mm-hmm. if you feel like those things are going to eventually build up, to you know, bigger results, and you're willing to put in the time and the effort yeah. and be patient, it's going to eventually come, right. and you'll be happy with the results. Yeah. Um, uh, an- another thing that I wanted to say, one of the best books that I think I read that yeah. helped develop my mindset mm-hmm. is actually called What People Say When They Talk to Themselves. I haven't read that book. It's actually okay. really good. And it really talks about how you can change your mindset, and okay. it talks about what are the key things that develop your mindset, develop your thought process, mm-hmm. and how you can actually get going. So, like, for example, if somebody was a smoker yeah. and they wanted to stop smoking, what can they do to start, start changing that? Yeah. And one of the things that they always rec- that he recommends in that book is uh, positive affirmations. Okay. Keep speaking it over yeah. your life yes. because you got to reprogram yep. your thought process. And he gives the steps on... How to how your th- how your mind works pretty much. It kind of and these are the five. It's kind of it's your mindset, yep. your belief, 
your emotions, your attitude, and the actions you do. That's exactly how all of our minds work. And when I yeah. and when I learned that, I was like, this is what I want to do because I want to get to the root of how I can influence and impact people the most. So if I know those things and I know what influences people's mindset, which is the books people read, the people they associate yeah. with, the things they associate with, yeah. and the things they see, when you also think about that as well, that sounds like media. So those are the two books that um, that I would add into addition that yeah. totally helped me a lot. So if anybody hasn't read any of those books that yeah, we just recommended, absolutely. highly get those books yes, uh, as yes. well. Because uh, I'm, I'm big on reading as well. Yeah. Not quite at two a week, maybe <laughs> that's one. Just, that's just me, man. I, I, just, <laughs> you know, I love to read. Mm -hmm. I love, I, and I always get, I'm fascinated, fascinated by people that will say, I haven't read books in school. Right. Like, you know, because I'm a firm believer in if you're not growing, you're dying. Right. There's no staying the same in life. Right. The way society moves, the way technology changes, it moves so quick. Right. So if you're not getting better every single day, you're getting worse. Right. So if you're not taking steps every day to better yourself as a person, what are you doing? You're dying. Right. I think one of the, I think uh, a quote by Einstein. He said, I think it was a quote by Einstein. Mm -hmm. He said something along the lines of, uh, "The day you stop learning is the day you die." Or, or, or I can't re exactly remember the quote, but. Um, I wish I did right now. No, but, but it's, that's, that makes sense. But it, it's something along those lines where you, you, you live throughout your life until you're about 80 and you yeah. learn nothing new, but you actually die in your 20s when yes. you stop learning, when you get done and graduate from college. So I just thought that was hugely yeah. impactful because a lot can change well, and will change yeah. in those years. So if you're not learning and if you're not reading and continuously trying to add to your personal development, you're going to lose, unfortunately. And, so. and, that, and that impacts people so substantially because it, I think it's Les Brown who says the quote, you know, that some of the best music, art, technology, and inventions are in the graveyard. Mm -hmm. People die with them inside because they don't take the time or take the effort to find their passion, to find that one. We all have that one thing, I believe. Mm -hmm. We all have a gift. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I believe I found what mine was over time. Mm -hmm. Some people just go to the grave with it because they don't make the effort. Right. And I just don't, I, I can't, it's hard for me to wrap my brain around that when I meet people and they say things like, oh, I don't read. Why? Right. Why? I can't, no one can answer it, but it's, because when you do that, when you start developing yourself, you unleash all these things from inside. And it's so, it's just so interesting to watch that process happen for someone. Mm -hmm. And then when to see people that just don't make the effort, it's just, I feel like you're just giving up. Absolutely. And in those years from like um, 20 to, you know, maybe 60 whenever you retire yeah. or whenever you, you know, get to that point or the prime years of your life. Yes. Um, when you actually think about it, you know, if let's say you were to reach age 100. Yeah. And from that time frame, you got 100 years yes. here on this earth. Yes. Like, and that's not a lot of time when you think about it. Yeah. This time could go pretty fast. But in that lifespan yeah. from... 20 or 20 like let's say 20 when you graduate uh from either high school or well um, college uh let's say you got your associates whatever yeah and then you retire at maybe 60 mm -hmm. and you live to maybe about 80 or 90 or so you get a ton of time in the middle where you you can be taken advantage of a lot of different things i mean this is the core part of your life and if you're doing something that you're not passionate about or if you're in a dead-end job or you feel like you you're going to something that you hate every day you should make a change because yes. you have you're spending so you're spending the majority of your life doing something you hate. Yes, exactly. When you when you really get down to the thick of things, like yeah. 
you you should be spending those things productive, doing something that you love. So, you know, find what you're passionate about and go do it. Absolutely, man. And fear prevents people from doing that. Mm -hmm. Fear of risk. And I've prevented my, and I, I, you know, I'll be completely transparent and vulnerable right now. Like, I've prevented myself from doing things in the past because of the fear. You know, I have a family, I have kids, and that responsibility weighs on me. But once you kind of get to that point, like, you can't take it anymore, mm -hmm. and you take that risk, it's worth it. Right. It's it's going to be hard. Like I always tell people, being an entrepreneur is not easy. Every day, it's hard. You're stressed. You're worried. But it's so worth it in the end. Absolutely. You just got to take that jump. You right. just got to. Failure is part of the process. Mm -hmm. You're going to mess up. You're going to make mistakes. I could, we could spend five hours in this room talking about the failures I've made yeah. in my life. But they get you where you are. Absolutely. You know, that it, uh, the only time you really fail in life is when you quit. Mm -hmm. The rest is just learning. Mm -hmm. So it's... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's why not do what you love and are passionate about for that hunk of time we have on this earth. Right. You know, why not? Right. And it's just, it's amazing to me that people just don't do it. Absolutely. And, and actually, that actually transitions us into a good uh, portion of yeah. that I want to talk about is what is some of the things that you feel like entrepreneurs struggle with the most? Because, I mean, you're, you're a, a business coach. You've done mm -hmm. some uh, mentoring. You speak and things like that. So as an entrepreneur and also yourself, yeah. what are some of the things that you find are the initial struggles and hurdles that entrepreneurs face, mm -hmm. and how can they overcome those? Well, that's a great question. So I would, I would say there's a, there's a couple. And one of them goes to the book you're talking about, Mindset, right? That's the biggest struggle I see with people is mindset because, you know, we live in a society where we are surrounded by negativity. Mm -hmm. You know, the news media, you know, politics, and there's so much negativity and that impacts people, right? If you're surrounded by negativity, it's hard to have the right mindset. So a lot of people I've worked with, I start with just changing their mindset, getting them to be positive, to be motivated. You know, you're going to have bad days. Mm -hmm. You're going to, yeah, I have shitty days sometimes. Mm -hmm. like, there are just days where I wake up, I'm like, I'm just kind of pissed off. <laughs> it happens, but it's getting that mindset, right? Making that switch go off in your head, like, okay, I can do this. So that's the first thing. And it's really just getting people to believe in themselves. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people, look, if it has been done, that means it can be done. Mm -hmm. And you have to understand that it takes work. It's, you know, perseverance, persistence, but you can do it. That's the first struggle I see entrepreneurs go with. The second one is probably, you know, not having a clear vision. Mm -hmm. You really got but when I say you got to have goals in a roadmap, I mean you really have to have finite, distinct goals. You know, I'm a big believer. I wrote this book. It's an ebook, small ebook, but you know, ten life hacks for the entrepreneur. I talk about some life hacks, but one of the things I don't talk about in that book, but I touch on a little bit is goal setting. Mm -hmm. I, I set three types of goals: short, medium, and long term, mm -hmm. and that gives me targets, so I know what I'm moving. Because if you don't have a target. That's, a lot of entrepreneurs go wrong because they don't know what they're going for. Mm -hmm. I want to start a business. I want to make money. Well, okay, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. And you've got to really boil that down and say, okay, this is what I want. And then you reverse engineer how to get there. Right. That's another big piece. The, the, the third thing I would say is that people have a very hard time understanding that to be an entrepreneur, to be a leader, to be whatever, you have to be authentic and vulnerable. Mm -hmm. People want to put on this show. They want they want people to think they're this certain type of person. You got to get out of your own way. Right. You got to let your faults out. And they they want to you know pretend they're they're good at everything. You're not. Focus mm -hmm. on your strength. I think I'm going to talk about this when we met for coffee. But it's focus on your strengths mm -hmm. because you know there's a couple people I've worked with over the past couple of years. 
and I give them the explanation. I said, look, if, you have, if, if you're an entrepreneur and you have a set of skills, so say we have six skills, right? I got three over here that are, you know, sevens, and I have three over here that are, we'll say, fours. If I focus on these, I could probably get them to a seven, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm not focusing on these. So now I have a bunch of mediocre skills, mm -hmm. you know, sevens. If I forget about these and work really hard at these, now I have three tens. Mm -hmm. That means I'm really good at three things. That's how you become successful. You focus on what you're good at, you're passionate about, and what drives you. That's where people go wrong. And once they can make that shift to really focusing on their strengths, that's when everything changes. That's when they start achieving success. You know, they don't do the things they're not good at. They don't focus at it. It's because it's, it's the lack of focus. And that's, those are probably the three biggest struggles, I would say, that I see from entrepreneurs, honestly. Mm, absolutely. Yes. And I would agree with that as well. I mean, and, and also, I mean, whenever you're building up your strengths and whenever you focus on those things, mm -hmm. you can actually find other people that are strong in the areas that you're weak at yes. and be able to collaborate with them, and then you're actually stronger together. Yes. It's building that team. You're right. I mean, it, it is. And I, you know, it's, it's, it's so true because there's so much to do as an entrepreneur. There's so much, there's so much that goes into the life of an entrepreneur. And if I'm spending time trying to develop my weaknesses, mm -hmm. for what? I mean, they're not. I'm not going to get paid for my weaknesses. I'm not going to make money off my weaknesses. I'm not going to build legacy off my weaknesses. Right. I have these skills over here. That's where my legacy is. That's where the money is. That's where the success is. That's where I focus. Right. It's just that's how I've. When I figure that out, everything changes for me. Absolutely. I, I feel the same way. And one of the biggest things that you said in that was also being authentic. Yeah. And one of the biggest things, especially with it being social media yes. and you being able to, you know, put certain things out there, people try to put out this oh, yeah. this facade that everything is mm -hmm. so squeaky clean and perfect yeah. and nothing goes wrong yeah. and and it's just so, it's just fake um, yes. at, the, yeah. at the end of the day. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I agree more. And uh, you know, and one of the things that you also talk about yeah. in, in an event that you're actually putting on yeah. is some uh, personal branding. Yes. And that's also an important thing as yeah. well. And authenticity is a very important thing yeah. in that. And one of the things people do struggle with is just being authentic because yeah. they feel like they got to put on this facade or they got to portray themselves yeah. as something that they're not or and things just to impress other people um, and at the end of the day people will genuinely care and like you for who you are and the hard work that you do yeah um, so tell us a little bit about the the personal branding event that you yeah. have coming up and what are maybe even some of the things that you plan to discuss in that sure. and what are you what is the the goal and objective that you want to see happen out of that sure so I'm, I'm holding this it's an online but I'm really here online first of February, where, you know, so I, I own a social media and digital marketing company, and I do a lot of social media uh, training, education, and what I really, like you said, entrepreneurs need to understand that whatever business you have, whatever service you sell, they're buying you, mm -hmm. right? I'm here because I like you. Mm -hmm. A 24 Hustle show is your brand, mm -hmm. your product, but it's you who I like. That's why right. we're here. We're talking so we're authentic. Exactly. Yeah, right, exactly. So, <laughs> so, but that's what people don't, don't understand. It's about being authentic, being you. And so what I'm talking about in that webinar is how to build that personal brand mm -hmm. using social media. Because you're right, people put the highlight reel up there. Exactly. That would be a perfect way to describe it. <laughs> yeah. I always say, you know, look, 
my life could be a train wreck some days. You know, I have a 16-year-old son, an 8-year-old daughter, and a 4-year-old daughter who thinks she's the king of the world. And I mean, <laughs> and she literally is a bull in a china shop. Like, she just destroys everything in her path. So my life, so, but I put that out there. Like, that's yeah. my life. That's who I am. You know, I'm the most imperfect person there is. That's my brand. So yeah. I built my brand to let people know that this is me. I, I use the example, like, in my podcast and when I talk on videos is... I say, I'm the same guy you'll get in a courtroom, a boardroom, or the bar room. <laughs> it's, it, I'm the same guy. I don't right. change who I am. I don't, I'm not a chameleon. I don't change my colors. I talk the same way. My mannerisms are the same. I'm Italian, so I swear a lot. You know, there's, <laughs> just think, but that's my brand. That's uh, who I am. It's authentic. Mm -hmm. So in that, in that webinar, what we're going to talk about is how to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm. That's the biggest piece of it, because people don't want to be vulnerable. Right. They don't want, like you said, they don't want people to see their weaknesses. They want to put on the show. But guess what? No one gives a shit about you. Like, really, no one cares. Like, yeah. You, like, if you're worrying about the opinion of others, no one cares. Like, I want to help people. I want to leave a legacy. I want people to think I'm a good person. But the only opinions I care about are those of my family and my kids. Mm -hmm. Those are the only people who really matter, their opinions. Everything else. And look, in, in my 20s, yeah, I care. Right? Mm. I'm a guy, I was single, like, I cared what I wore, I wanted to make sure I was impressing people. Then you kind of figure that out, and that's how you build a brand. So in this, we're going to talk about using your social media platforms, how to tell your story. Because personal branding is all about storytelling. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's really that simple. It's not about putting up a highlight reel. It's not about putting up a facade. It's just telling your story. And what people don't understand is, as humans, we love a real story. Mm -hmm. like if you think about movies you watch or, you know, fiction books you might have read, it's always about that real story. It resonates with you because you can see yourself in that situation. Mm -hmm. And that's why I always, I always joke about, and even my, my podcast that I started, it's called It's Work, and it's the ups and downs and the in-betweens of the road to success. And I started it because I was getting so tired of hearing these entrepreneurs saying, you know, I used to live on my sister's couch, and now I'm a million. I'm like, that's cool, great. Yeah. How did you get from the couch to your one-bedroom apartment, mm -hmm. and then from there to your house? Like, they don't talk about the journey, right. because it's hard, and it's ugly, mm -hmm. and it's not pretty, and it's, there's no real good highlights. That's the stuff people like. That's what a personal brand is, telling that story, and using social media, different platforms, and understanding, you know, Facebook compared to Instagram compared to Snapchat, it's different language. Mm -hmm. it's, you can tell the same story, but you have to tell it in different ways. Mm -hmm. And that's what I plan on talking about. The nuances, like what has changed with the algorithms. There's a lot of stuff to social media that people don't get. But you have to, if you're going to be an entrepreneur and build a brand and tell your story, you've got to understand those things. Well. So that's really kind of the crux of it. And that's just going to be open up the Q&A. Like I want people to really engage me and pick my brain. You know, I don't know everything. Mm -hmm. I know enough to be dangerous, and I think <laughs> enough to help people. And that's really what, the, you know, the end goal of it is really just to help people. Mm -hmm. And to just, you know, I'm not trying to make money from it. It's free. It's more just, hey, I have this information. You can help people. I just like to talk to people. So I kind of mm -hmm. selfishly did it to just meet people and share my information and kind of get a group of people that are looking for the same information onto a call to talk about that information.
information. Right. So that's really the point of that webinar, I guess you would say. Absolutely. And, and with social media, uh, recently a lot of changes have been going on yeah. on, on Facebook and yes. Instagram and YouTube. They're making a, a ton of changes. And mm -hmm. if you're and if you want to understand the nuances of those different platforms, you got to stay up to date on those yeah. things. So how are you keeping up to date on, the, on these different things? Where are you getting your resources from to find out this information? I research like a crazy person. Okay. I mean, I, I, so I, you know, I... I follow a lot of YouTube channels. I follow a lot of you know people on Twitter, on Instagram. Um, you know, there are social media influencers that are not not necessarily influencers that sell products, but actually understand social media. Mm -hmm. So I do that. And I just I, I, I read what Instagram puts out, what Facebook puts out. Like what people don't miss, Instagram in January released a blog post on their website that talks about how their algorithm changed. Mm -hmm. And no one looked at it. I mean, people just didn't know it's there. And it's right. the information there. They put out, like, hey, this is what we're doing. Right. We want real engagement. These are the things you have to do to get noticed. That, I mean, it's just really, you got to spend the time. Mm -hmm. You know, I always tell people, you know, clients we take on, that strategy we start day one may change day 30. Right. Not because we're changing it, because the platform's changing it. Mm -hmm. So it's really just got to stay up to date. you got to stay in front of it. you got to just constantly research mm -hmm. and Google's the best resource there is. Right. I mean, really, there. I mean, it's just simple. I wish there was a magic trick I can tell you that and, and tell everybody like, hey, there's this one website you go to and you press this button and boom, all the magic's there. Uh huh. Just hard work. It's just going on right. Google and just digging. And sometimes I'll find myself, you know, two o'clock in the morning in a deep, dark hole of like, where am I? What is this website <laughs> even about? But it's you kind of keep going and right. find more information. That's really what I do. I've fallen into the internet abyss. <laughs> <laughs> I've found myself there many times. Like, how did I get from researching Facebook to learning how to make a grilled cheese sandwich with peanut butter? <laughs> like, this is not, I don't know how I got there, but somehow Google took me there. Right. You know, I, so. I, I mean, there is one place that I know I go to as far as, like, information. Yeah. Um, there's this website called TechCrunch. Yeah, yeah, I've used that, yes. So I look up a lot of, I, I'm uh, subscribed to their newsletter yeah. and all their updates. So I, I, I get a lot of alerts. Yeah. Um, it comes into my email and things like that. So I stay up to date to a lot of information on there yeah. uh, as well as, like, um, entrepreneur.com and yeah. success magazine and Forbes and all that type, type of stuff. And There's great podcasts out there, too. There's, um, I, I think the one is called Social Media Marketing Podcast. It's okay. great. Like it's these guys that really run a very good social media ad agency, and they talk a lot about it. And there's a good book, too, that I just read um, by Entrepreneur Magazine. I think it's like Facebook ads. I think it's just, I can't remember what it's called. It's a really thick book, but it really gets into how to correctly build ads and get an ROI. So mm -hmm. it's another I guess I just read a lot and mm -hmm. research, listen to podcast videos, that yeah. type of stuff. Yeah, and those are definitely all great resources. I mean, and, and just depending on how you like to consume information, I mean, yeah. you can get it in, in written form. Yeah. You can get it in video form. You can listen to a podcast. So you, there's the information is out there. Figure out which avenue works best for you and get the information exactly. because yeah, it's, exactly. it's, it's critical uh, when it comes to personal branding because, yeah. like I said, those changes that are happening in Facebook um, – are going to affect people who do yeah. run businesses and try to market and things like yeah. that. So you got to change up your strategy yeah. and how you try to present it and actually try to build genuine engagement. Exactly. And and I like the update a lot. Of, I know a lot of people yeah. don't like the update. I truly want, uh, I, I, I like it because it challenges me to be more creative. Right. And exactly. I like to be creative, so I like this challenge that has been put yes. before me. Um, number two, it 
it gets all the people, it gets all the garbage out, gets all the yes. gets all Absolutely. the noise out. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm happy about that too. So I'm I'm excited about the the changes that are happening and building genuine community engagement yes. and just building you know more connections. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that, that's what social media should be used for. And it's you know when when it took off, you know, into different business avenues, it was hard. You know, because you're trying to use it as an advertiser. Because look, Facebook has become the new media, right? It's oh, yeah. the new advertiser. Like I, I tell clients all the time, forget spending money on TV, mm -hmm. forget print, forget radio, put it on Facebook. Mm -hmm. You can literally target your exact customer. Right. Like you can target the 40-year-old male that has a gray beard, <laughs> that wore a purple shirt on a Saturday, mm -hmm. and put that ad in front of me. Right. And just me. Mm -hmm. So you know if I'm going to buy your thing, you could spend a very small amount of money to get in front of me. We're on TV, you can kind of figure out where I live. Mm -hmm and put a TV commercial on a show you think I may watch, mm -hmm. but it's not guaranteed. So it's so powerful and it's just- like, Absolutely. And then getting that real engagement, now is what they're trying to do because people are trying to manipulate that system. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad, I'm the same way as you were like, I want that engagement, I want that community feel, I want mm -hmm. that back. I'll pay money for the ads mm -hmm. for business, but it's really about the engagement on the pages. Right. Absolutely. One of the things I actually want to write a blog post on pretty soon is how the internet has really changed up the game in a lot of industries. Yes. Um, from, you know, the way we view TV. It's yep. not to your point as far as like putting ads on TV. Yep. Not that many people watch TV, they stream it. Yep. Not that many people listen to the radio, they they uh, listen to a podcast yep. or, or on Pandora and things like that. Um, you got stuff like... Uh, what is it? Um, Uber to, yeah. uh, and and you got I mean, Facebook and all this different stuff. It's just is and, and Netflix yeah. like and watch the way you watch movies. Like it is changing the game, and we are in probably the greatest transitional period in history. And a lot of yes. people aren't aware of this, and they are just not staying up to date. And yes. like how much things are changing, yes. and how much further in this direction we're going. And if you're not getting on it, and if you're not staying up to date with it, you're just going to be lost in the loop. Yeah, I so couldn't agree more, man. That's, so that's such a true statement. Absolutely. So, so moving forward, yeah. um, where do you see yourself with all the things you have going on, and with all the capabilities that are going to be given to us in the future? Where do you see yourself going in the next? year, two years, five years, what's the, the goal for yourself in the next couple of years? That's a really good question. So, you know, my goal would be, so I have all these things going on, you know, my, my ultimate goal is to, you know, from a business standpoint, is to build these different businesses to get them to a point where I can oversee them and not necessarily be in the day-to-day -day mm -hmm. and, and earn revenue and recurring revenue streams from those businesses. Because my real passion lies in stuff like this. Mm -hmm. Motivating others, inspiring others, speaking, writing. That's really where I want to spend the majority of my time. Kind of being that motivational figure to help inspire others. Because that's really where I have my passion is. I love to just help people. Like I said, I'm getting my connector. Opportunities come from me helping people. So I'm trying really hard really now to build these businesses I have and these investments I've made to a point where they can basically support my family to the point where now I can spend my time doing what I'm passionate about 24-7. I'm not there yet, I'm getting there, but that's really where I see myself. So like I'm, I'm writing a book right now, um, a longer book, I'm starting to get into more speaking engagements. Nice. Um, there's a lot of different things, and it's, uh, you know, when people ask me this question, it's like, it's hard for me to pinpoint an answer because I love variety in life. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't want to eat pizza every day. Right. So I like, <laughs> and that's why I like to do different things, and I love, you know, different avenues, but I want to have these different businesses where 
I don't have to operate them. Mm-hmm. I can oversee them, and then I can operate on the things I want to operate on, so like the book writing, the speaking, that type of stuff. That's really where I see myself mm-hmm. um, in the next probably two to five years. Okay. And hopefully the book I'm writing takes off, or if it doesn't, oh well, it's kind of my passion project. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's really where I see myself, I would say. So what are some of your marketing strategies, kind of, you know, thinking about how you want to promote some yeah. of those things? What are, how do you see that um, as far as how you distribute those different things that you want to see happen? Yeah, so there's, so there's a couple ways. So first of all, is my podcast. So mm-hmm. I, I just, I started my podcast, I think I'm on episode like 90. Nice. Uh, yeah, I do it once a week. And I started it more as a personal therapy session. Uh-huh. It's my 15-minute rant about business or motivation, and I just love doing it. So I promote myself and a lot of things I'm doing through there. Um, my YouTube channel, which I do, I, I got to get back to doing it a little bit more consistently. Um, marketing to me, I take almost every type of social platform. Mm-hmm. You know, I use Instagram quite a bit. I use Facebook quite a bit. Um, the podcast, those are probably four main avenues of content distribution and mm-hmm. marketing distribution. The other piece of it is just I like to spend time meeting people. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a face-to-face guy. Mm-hmm. Like, even, like, in my law practice or in my business, the people will call me on the phone. They want to, hey, can you do this for me? I can. Let's meet in person first. I want to make right. sure we like each other. I'm the same way. I mean, that's how we, that's how yeah, we did it. I exactly. mean, we connected on Instagram, but yeah. we got together for a cup of coffee yeah. and chatted and built up the chemistry first. Exactly. Because if you think I'm a shithead, you're not going to have you on your show. Right? <laughs> and the same thing, like, if I, you know, if I have a client... I don't like this client, or the client doesn't like me. They're not going to listen to what I say, right? So it's not going. I'm not going to take their money to do work for them. That's why I always I'm a big face to face person. So that's a lot of the way I market myself. It's really mm-hmm. building those personal connections because mm-hmm. I, you know, I built all of my businesses on connections and personal relationships. That's what I believe is best. So mm-hmm. I use I use the the media platforms to distribute my content, mm-hmm. but I use myself and my connections to really build my businesses from a marketing standpoint, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I follow the same process pretty yeah. much. I use the different platforms to push out content okay. and add value and things like that. It's the it's the gateway to initially meet people, yeah. and then you want to take it from online to offline and actually connect with people. Yes. And that's how I like to do it, and I, I feel like that's how it's worked out for yeah. uh, me and you. Um, and it's worked out great. Um, you know, uh, to be able to sit down and chat over a cup of coffee and um, talk with like-minded individuals. It's always great for me to sit down with somebody that is either thinking similar things or just have similar ideas. It's like, wow, there is other people out there like me. Um, So uh, I I love connecting with other people. And and that's the thing, too. And and, and another piece of advice I would give people, and I'll talk to your audience now, I mean, your circle matters more than anything. Mm -hmm. And it took me a long time to realize that. I have really good friends that are like my best friends, best men at my wedding, fraternity brothers, I may not hang out with them as much as I used to because my circle has changed. Mm-hmm. Once your circle changes and you start surrounding yourself with different types of people, that's when opportunities open up. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people get stuck in, you know, the same circle of negatives. Not saying my friends are negative, but any means they're the greatest people in the world. Right. But I've seen other clients that, you know, sit in these circles of negativity and they're wondering why they're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Change your circle. Being around like-minded people, having discussions about ideas, not mm-hmm. people or problems. Right. That's the that that's where the magic happens. Mm-hmm. People love to gossip and talk about others and problems. But when you talk about ideas like we are, mm-hmm. it inspires each other. It right. motivates each other. Then you you something comes from that. And that's where I think people miss out. Mm-hmm. When they figure that out, 
it can change the game for them, but it takes a lot to figure it out. Right. I mean, as far as the association goes, there's three kinds of connections that you have. Mm -hmm. There's people that like to talk about other people. Yep. There's people that like to talk about events. Yep. And then there's people that like to talk about ideas. Yep. And exactly. I feel like we're in that. I feel like we're definitely in that third. Yeah, area. I mean, absolutely. and that's what a, a lot of Facebook is: of people just talking about either gossip yeah. about other people. Yeah. You know, that, you know, th they have no contribution into their life, but yeah. for whatever reason, they have a ton of interest into what they're doing. Right. Uh, and then you got people <laughs> that true. talk about events that yeah. are going on that, yeah. once again, no contribution into their life, yeah. waste of time. Yeah. And then, but then you have the people where the real magic happens, yeah. where people are actually able to collaborate and talk about ideas yeah. and talk about the future and how we can connect resources. And like, I, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about yeah. it. So, uh, it yeah. Really so, yeah, so that, that, that's where you should want to be because yeah. that's where you're going to benefit the most. Yeah, um, it's, it's so true. Absolutely. So where's the best place uh, people can connect with you on social media? So I, I'm most active, I would say, on Instagram. It's just, okay. it's just the Rocco Coza, R-O-C-C-O-C-O-Z-Z-A. Same handle on Facebook as well. That's my uh, personal business coaching page. I do have a law firm page. And, mm -hmm. But that Instagram's probably the best place to connect with me. I respond to all my DMs. You know, I put stories up. You'll see my life. You'll see my kids. Yeah. You'll see my wife. You know, I like to think I have somewhat of an interesting life. Some people <laughs> might think it's boring. I, I enjoy it. You know, I have, you know, I just get to meet cool people. I get mm -hmm. to do cool things. Um, that's probably the best place people can connect. You just go to my website, rockocosa.com as well. So, nice. So one quick question on yeah. your Instagram and stuff like that. Who's taking your pictures? Are you? Do you have a photographer, or how are, how are you getting so, that stuff? So I I've done a lot myself, and then the the social media company that I'm part owners of, we had a photographer uh. as well. Um, and then then my wife actually just met a new photographer. So he did a photo shoot with her because she's a she's a lifestyle blogger mm -hmm. and a fitness instructor. So we tested him out. He did some really good ones. I'm gonna try and get some done with him. Mm -hmm. um, then I just play around with the camera. Like yeah. I ha like I said, I have a. A Canon and a bunch of different lenses, so mm -hmm. I try stuff. I'm not, I'm not an artist at all. So, <laughs> you know, and then my wife will take them. But it's, um, you know, I'm pretty good with Photoshop now, like using, like changing the filter colors, and I've, you know, kind of tried to figure out a, a, a theme to it. But yeah, that's mm -hmm. really it. Yeah, I was just curious because anybody that may be trying to, you know, build up their personal brand a lot yeah. more, maybe put out more, uh, you know, cleaner content yeah. as far as the way the quality looks. Yeah. Um, I was just curious how you were, you know, achieving that because yeah. a, a lot of your stuff is really good. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, and, I, and I, I want people to understand it's, you know, you don't have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, there are some of my photos that are just terrible. That are just, you know, they're just, they're just like an iPhone photo. And it's, right. But that's me being authentic. I'm not like, I'm not a fan when I go on Instagram pages and see perfection. Right. So I'm like, that is not real life. Like, no one's life is perfect. Right. It's not. So I don't want my feed to look perfect. Some people have a different theory on that. That's just me. And mm -hmm. it's, um, if you're starting to build that brand, just be real. Because mm -hmm. if you're being real, you're being authentic, you're just putting out there. People will come. Mm -hmm. People will follow. People love a human story. Mm -hmm. They resonate with real people. If they see the fakeness or you're trying to be perfect, you're not going to gain traction as quick. Right. Even in addition, as we're getting yeah. close to wrapping up, yeah. one of the things that also helps as far as personal branding goes that is starting to become a big thing, and well, it has been for yeah. some time, is vlogging. Yeah, absolutely. That's 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 something I've always toyed around with. Uh -huh. But then I sit there and think, like, my life is not that exciting. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy that's walking down the street with a camera. Uh -huh. You know, I, I've done a little bit of it, and I'm like, these are terrible. <laughs> Who's going to watch me eating breakfast? And talking to my kids and going to an office. Mm -hmm. going, it's just, you know, but it's a great way to promote yourself. Yeah. If you, you know, if you have, and sometimes I think, you know, well, maybe my life is interesting. I, I always toy around with it, but it's just the effort is, yeah. is 
I, I'm, I do time versus effort. Like, how much time is it going to take me to what's the benefit I'm going to get on it? So, right. Um, but yeah, if you can do vlogging, I mean, I would definitely do it if you have yeah. the time and the energy and some interesting parts of your life. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the biggest thing, just having the time to do it. Because, yeah. if, I mean, if you're trying to release a daily vlog, <laughs> that's it. That's a lot of work. Forget it, 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 it's tough just to get one video out a week. Right. <laughs> now you're trying to do a, a, a video a day. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, they. But those also can be highly beneficial as well. Yeah. I mean, if you could get to, you know, uh, Daily V, if you could yeah. get to that, that, for people who don't know, that's Gary V, yeah. who has his own Daily Vlog. Yes. If you could get to that point where you have somebody actually following you around, yeah. okay, right. then, yeah. then, then you could do it, you know what I mean? But if you're, like, holding around, like, yeah. hey, I'm in, I'm, yeah. I'm in Starbucks about to get a, a Frappuccino, <laughs> like, you know, that's There's that. no one following me today. There's no one that came with me to videotape me, right. so I don't have that yet. So right. I, I would be great to have someone be able to follow me, and like, uh, not there yet. Not at that point yeah, yet. Not yeah. there yet. Maybe yeah. someday, but it's. Uh, but you're right. I mean, if you could do it, great. I mean, it's because it's interesting, right? Yeah. And if you have stuff to say and a story to tell, people will watch it. Absolutely. You know, people like real life. Reality TV. Look what mm -hmm. happened to reality TV. It took mm -hmm. off. So mm -hmm. that's the same principle. I mean, that's pretty much what vlogging is at yeah. this point. I mean, it's pretty much your own reality TV. Absolutely, 100%. So, so yeah. 100%. So I definitely appreciate the conversation. Yeah, I appreciate man, you coming awesome, on to the man. show. I really appreciate I'm it. I'm definitely looking forward to uh, some more things that yeah. we uh, have. Um, looking forward into the future, some yeah, more collaborations. Man. Definitely. Um, be awesome. Because uh, I feel like we definitely did that together yeah. have a lot of big things going to happen. Man. So fun. This was great. definitely appreciate you coming on. So. For everybody watching, now that you know what Rocco does with his 24 hours, I want to know what you do with your 24 hours. And also, I'm going to switch this up a little bit. If there was anything in this episode that you found valuable, comment down below whether you're watching on YouTube or on Facebook. Let me know. Let us know because we want to hear your feedback because at the end of the day, this is about you and if you're getting value out of it. So definitely leave those comments down below. If you're watching on YouTube, definitely subscribe, turn on notifications, and we will see you on the next episode. <laughs>